What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. As always, thank you for tuning in. Just released January 6 videos shows Capitol Police officer lied in Oath Keepers trial. So now that this video is starting to be released, all this footage that we haven't had since January 6, uh, they were keeping it under wraps, and I think we all know why. It's because of stuff like this. It's because they lied. They had officers lie. It was a rigged trial. And one of the most terrifying things to me is we now have a government that is not seeking justice on behalf of the American people, but is targeting the American people, is weaponizing the justice system against the American people. And that's exactly what this journalist found, because there's no denying this. This is undeniable. And in a nutshell, just in summary, and we're going to go through the article, is there's two officers. You have one Capitol Police officer, Harry Dunn, who said that he was uh, being harassed by Oath Keepers inside the Capitol building, when in actuality, the Oath Keepers stood in line in front of him to keep the other protesters back away from him. And listen, this guy, Harry Dunn, he's huge. This guy's like a freaking, he's like a Frankenstein. This guy is a lurch. There's no missing him or confusing him with somebody else, right? So his stories weren't quite adding up. And, and, this, um, and, and this investigative journalist, I think his name is Steve Baker, um, he breaks this all down in like an eight-minute YouTube video. And I'm going to post it on my podcast description, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link it to all my social media because I think people need to watch this. This is undeniable proof that the government has weaponized the justice system against Republicans and Trump supporters. All right. There's no denying it. And there's video proof. Anyways, to go back into the summary. This officer Dunn, who's now running for Congress, if you if you can imagine it, he announced on the fifth he's he's running for Congress. What a lying freaking fraud, dude. These are exactly the wrong type of people that we do not need in Congress. He's exactly the wrong person at exactly the wrong time, that we do not need another fraudster like this Officer Harry Dunn inside of our Congress. I'm sorry. You know, I respect the thin blue line. I respect police. I respect all that stuff. But there is a fine line between a, a community police, state police, town police, city police, and the federal police. Okay? I'm, I'm a pretty big anti-federal police guy. I just am. And I never used to be that way. I used to I used to admire the FBI and the CIA and all these intel agencies. But now, no, now you can see why it's a bad idea to have federal police like this. Anyways, this guy, Harry Dunn, he gets on the stage, he gets on the he gets on the stand and he says that the Oath Keepers were actually not protecting him, but harassing him. His story fell apart. That is up until this guy, Lazarus. Agent David Lazarus, they put him on the stand, and this agent, David Lazarus, said, I witnessed with my own eyes the Oath Keepers harassing Officer Harry Dunn, right? And so because of that testimony, it blew up on the media. You had all the left-wing Pravda media coming out saying, oh, a bombshell testimony by Agent David Lazarus uh, drives a nail into the Oath Keepers' defense. And then now, years later or months later, however, these people are now sitting in prison. 
we get the new footage, this newly released footage that's come out. Now all these journalists are combing through all this thousands of hours of footage and they are just they are uncovering lie after lie after lie. And one of those lies is Agent David Lazarus gave false testimony in the Oath Keepers trial. By saying that he's seen the Oath Keepers harassing Officer Harry Dunn, it essentially put the death nail into the Oath Keepers, and they were sentenced to 18 years in prison. However, when you comb through the video, there is timestamps on all the video. David Lazarus was nowhere near Officer Harry Dunn at the time the incident took place. So right here we have undeniable proof, time-stamped evidence of this guy giving false testimony under oath in order to save his comrade, Officer Harry Dunn, who shouldn't be running for Congress, but should be in an orange jumpsuit right now for lying under oath. This is exactly what I'm talking about when I say that our justice system is being destroyed by the left, because they are allowing these officers to make false testimony under oath. What's the purpose of an oath then? If you are not going to hold people accountable when they lie under oath, what is the purpose of having an oath? And right here, we have undeniable proof that both of these officers lied under oath. You had one officer lie saying that the oath keepers were harassing him and abusing him or whatever it said, whatever he said they were doing to him. And then you had another officer that wasn't even there. He was in a building a quarter mile away, say that he's seen the whole thing three or four times. What the hell is this all about? So now you have Capitol Police officers lying under oath in order to send Trump voters and American citizens to prison for years? Is it something new? No. We see this type of stuff all the time. How many times have you heard of police officers lying in order to get a desired outcome? I know I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times. It's never happened to me personally. I've witnessed cases where the police officers lied. They formulated a story. This is what they do. They keep in, they they watch each other's back. This is what they do. It's not uncommon. But what is uncommon is when you have this entire narrative that this was some crazy insurrection and the the people that are spending the most time in prison for actually being charged with sedition shouldn't even be there because they know It was key. It was absolutely vital for these Oath Keepers to get charged and convicted on sedition and get sent to prison for years because it it, it pretty much vindicated the entire J6 narrative. The only way they can do that is if getting these two officers to lie on that stand. Now, the key is to find out who put these officers on the stand and who told them to lie. That is the key, because once you figure that out, then you're going to figure out the type of people we're working with. And you're going to, I'm telling you right now, pay attention to the names. We're, it's going to be somebody that we're all familiar with, because there is a cabal of people tra- building this entire narrative. This was all planned, folks. This was a false flag operation that was planned by the United States government. I'm telling you. And every single day, more and more evidence comes out that just confirms my theory. That was like the longest opener ever. So I want to get into this article. So this is hat tip to Dave Urbanski. This just came out today, just maybe 15 minutes ago. 
It says, just released U.S. Capitol closed-circuit TV video clips from January 6, 2021. Show Capitol Police Special Agent David Lazarus gave false testimony in the Oath Keepers trial. Blaze Media investigative journalist Steve Baker reported. So what's the background? Baker penned an analysis in October, calling into question Lazarus's testimony, noting that time-stamped CCTV videos show Lazarus in other parts of the Capitol complex at the time he said he witnessed now former Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn interacting with Oath Keepers on January 6. So Baker and others could view the January 6 videos only in Washington, D.C., House subcommittee terminals in a limited and restricted capacity. What's more, at the time of Baker's October 4th analysis, Blaze News was permitted to publish only a single January 6th screenshot of Lazarus in the Capitol after then House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was ousted the previous day, putting video permissions on hold. By early November, U.S. Representative Barry Loudermilk from Georgia released multiple January 6th video screenshots of Lazarus's movements in the Capitol, telling Baker in a statement that he did so because, quote, an allegation of a Capitol police officer lying under oath is very serious and must be fully investigated. I agree. Why is it only conservatives that are trying to get to the bottom of what happened on January 6th? This stuff pisses me off, man. We only have a handful of people trying to get to the bottom of January 6th because, listen, folks, this country cannot move on until we get to the bottom of what happened that day. Because I will say this, if this does turn out to be some type of orchestrated and coordinated event, we got freaking issues. Now, if it doesn't and that January 6th was completely natural, it was all organic and it was a riot that got out of control. Okay. Then we can move on. But I'm telling you right now, just basing everything off of a, a J6 report that was that was created, you know, a, a story that was created by Nancy Pelosi and the J6 committee, the partisan J6 committee, that's not going to be enough. It's ridiculous that we're basing the entire damn narrative off a J6 report that was done by Nancy Pelosi, Adam Kissinger, and, and Liz Cheney and a handful of radical Trump-hating leftists. Like, that's what we're basing all of the narrative off of? These people celebrate January 6th every year as if it's Christmas. Why? Because they know it's the only thing they have against Donald Trump and his voters. Without January 6th, they have nothing. They would have nothing to come after Donald Trump or his voters for. This is exactly why I feel like it was incentive enough for the left and the Democrats to do something like a false flag operation like we've seen on January 6. Because the only people that benefited from January 6 was the Democrats, was Nancy Pelosi. That's it. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, it benefits them by because they can constantly hound the Republicans and, and call conservatives uh, insurrectionists. No, no, it's a lot more than that. Nancy Pelosi benefited the most because with the riot that happened on January 6, Nancy Pelosi was able to shove the certification through and get that election certified with no challenges. That's exactly what I think all this is about. Nancy Pelosi and this cabal of people that we haven't figured out who they are yet, which I'm sure the names are all going to be familiar, they, they created this plot, this scheme, this operation. They needed a way to get the 2020 election certified without it being sent back to the states or being challenged in any sort of legitimate way. 
And the only way to do that is with fear. Exactly what happened on January 6th. This is why the pipe bomb story doesn't even make sense. There's so many questions that the American people have about what happened on January 6th. And we have no answers to. None. And you only have a handful of people, conservatives and Republicans, that are trying to get to the bottom of it. It's it's unacceptable. Especially when every other day you have footage and you have articles coming out and you have evidence coming out that support my theory that it was a planned operation to ram through the certification of the election. But, it's it, you know, Republicans, the rhinos and the Democrats, the Democrats certainly aren't interested. You think that the Democrats would uncover any of this? Do you think that the Democrat Party, if they had control of the House, that any of this footage would be released? Do you think we would even have what we have now? No, absolutely not. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats and the people behind this operation want this to be buried forever. They don't want anybody investigating the truth about January 6th. Because it's going to reveal some very, very sinister stuff, man. Especially now that you have people's lives that were taken. More notably, Ashley Babbitt. If it turns out that this false flag operation was conducted by people like Nancy Pelosi and the deep cabal of people inside, the, inside Washington, D.C., and Ashley Babbitt was killed because of this false flag operation, we got issues. And I find it very ironic how Nancy Pelosi just disappeared as soon as Republicans got power in the House. Just disappeared off the face of the earth. No one, she doesn't do any media appearances. She doesn't say anything. You don't even hear her name anymore. So by early November, U.S. Representative Barry Loudermilk, okay, so we already did this, says, okay, so on November 17th, Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson said nearly all Capitol security videos from January 6th, nearly 40,000 hours worth, will be made available online to the public. Johnson's announcement followed Blaze News Editor-in-Chief Matthew Peterson's appeal to the Speaker to release all the videos. On Friday, Baker said Blaze News finally received permission to publish the Lazarus video clips, which appear in a new video Blaze TV published Monday morning titled The Truth About January 6th, Part 3, David Lazarus, Proof of Perjury. That's right. Baker's announcement was in response to Tariq Johnson, a former Capitol Police lieutenant. We talked about Tariq Johnson. We already talked about all of this stuff. Yogananda Pittman, Tariq Johnson, and you can go back and listen to that episode. We get deep. We get deep into Yogananda Pittman and her responsibility for January 6th. So Baker's announcement was a response to Tariq Johnson, a former Capitol Police lieutenant who noted on X that his sources informed him that USCP chief Thompson Manger has decided not to investigate the allegation that USCP special agent David Lazarus gave false testimony in the Oath Keepers trial. Huh. Why do you think he wouldn't want to investigate that? It's because he knows they're full of shit. He knows this guy lied under oath. And unless this guy, David Lazarus, is held to account then what is the point of having an oath to begin with? Like, if we're just going to allow Capitol Police officers to get on the stand and lie under oath in order to, to complete the narrative, the leftist narrative that this was some type of insurrection by, by getting um, oath keepers sentenced to years and years in prison, then what is the point of having, like, that, that, that to me is unfathomable, that we have Capitol Police officers and special agents and the government as a whole, doing that to American citizens. It's disgusting. 
if these Oath Keepers are rotting in prison when they don't have to be because these two officers lied under oath, we got some big issues, folks. Big. And in fact, it should be these two officers that end up going to prison, not the Oath Keepers. In Monday's Blaze TV video, Baker breaks down Lazarus's whereabouts in the Capitol complex in a detailed, minute-by-minute fashion using the time-stamped video clips recorded on Capitol CCTV cameras. While Lazarus testified that he saw Dunn with the Oath Keepers, a claim that Baker said, quote-unquote, bolstered Dunn's testimony, Baker reported that Lazarus couldn't have seen Dunn with the Oath Keepers because the CCTV videos show Lazarus was in another building a quarter of a mile away at that time. What's more, Baker said that newly released videos showing Lazarus' whereabouts were never released to Oath Keepers defense attorneys at the time of the trial. What? You mean to tell me that these the, the Oath Keepers defense attorneys didn't have this video footage? Why is that? How is that freaking possible? How is it that you can convict these people based off of two police officer's testimony and there's video footage that shows the exact opposite of what these officers are saying and they weren't allowed to use it in their defense they did not have it available to them this is insane this is not justice ladies and gentlemen this is something far far more sinister I don't know what you call this, but it's it's so eerily similar to the type of trials they were having back in the Soviet Union man Like, I'm serious. Like, this is, it's not, I'm not even joking. I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not trying to exaggerate. This is the same type of tactics they were using back during the Soviet Union, the show trials, where they would, they would, they would cover up sculptory evidence. It was almost like the people were guilty before the trial even began. And that's exactly the situation here with these Oath Keepers. They wanted these Oath Keepers to go to prison come hell or high water, and they didn't care what they had to do to make that happen, even if that meant that two officers had to get on that stand and lie under oath. Even if that meant that Nancy Pelosi and the the J6 committee had to destroy evidence or cover up video footage for two years. It it doesn't matter to them. What matters to them is the narrative because it's the only damn thing that they have, folks. It is the only thing that they keep talking about. Oh, the January 6th insurrection, the insurrection, the insurrection. These people, I haven't heard the word insurrection more in my life than I have the last six weeks because they're trying to use it for the election. You see what I'm saying? It's all one gigantic freaking plan, man. They created and invented January 6th so that they can use it in order to kneecap Donald Trump were he to run for re-election, also to force the certification of the 2020 election through with no challenges. It was all one gigantic freaking plot, and it's all coming unraveled. You start pulling on one thread, and the whole damn thing is coming unraveled. It's actually quite beautiful, but will it happen in time? Listen, I am a firm believer that the truth always prevails, always in the end. But will it come in time? Because all these leftists and these Democrats calling Trump voters and conservatives and the the MAGA extremists, calling them insurrectionists, when it turns out that it was actually Nancy Pelosi and a cabal of corrupt deep state members in Washington, D.C. that were behind the entire damn thing, we got a huge problem. And every single one of these people, if this does turn out to be a false flag operation that was that was um, that was conducted against the American people, every single person that was behind it, that created it, 
that helped plan it needs to go to prison. I'm serious. Because if you don't, these people will never stop. They're, you know, Donald Trump's going to win in, 20, in 2024. They're just going to continue to do the same thing. And I'm sorry, folks, but one of their plans is going to eventually work. You know, the problem is with the Democrats is, you know, they, they, they seem to think that our justice system is broken. Our justice system is not broken. If our justice system was broken, Donald Trump would already be sitting in prison right now. No, in fact, our justice system is holding strong, but it's holding by a thread hanging over the cliff. And the Democrats and these radical leftist judges and these activist prosecutors are stepping on its fingers. That's what we're watching right now. So the justice system is holding up. So what's more, Baker said that newly released video videos showing Lazarus's whereabouts were never released to the Oath Keepers defense attorneys at the time of the trial. Quote, this should rock the Capitol Police, Baker said in Monday's Blaze TV video. We received messages from our sources at the Department of Justice in Washington that they were terrified of this story. Then there's the screenshot Baker obtained of an internal email he said was passed between Capitol Police leadership. Baker said they were, quote, were concerned about the traction the story was receiving. This story we're talking about right now with David Lazarus and Harry Dunn. The Capitol Police were terrified of this story getting traction. And here is the screenshot of the internal memo right here. It says, highlighted subject, article accusing USCP officer of perjury gains mild traction overnight. And it's, it's just like a normal email. That's in the subject line. And then at the bottom, at the very bottom of the email, it says, this is something for us to keep an eye on to see if it develops or not. It sounds like they're scared, almost as if they don't want the story coming out, almost as if they know that David Lazarus and Harry Dunn are lying on that stand and they're trying to cover for them. This gets so bad, folks. This is so bad. So the screenshot of the email's conclusion reads, something for us to keep an eye on to see if it develops or not. We read that. Baker reported, quote, now this is interesting about the Capitol Police, that they're more worried about the traction of their story than they are worried about the lie their special agent told on the stand in the Oath Keepers trial. Yeah, I agree. Capitol Police did not immediately reply to the Blaze News request for comment on the newly released Capitol CCTV videos of Lazarus. Harry Dunn's account of January 6th does not add up at all. No. And it's just mind-blowing to me that it's this guy is actually running for Congress. He just announced on January 5th that this Harry Dunn, a guy that lied under oath on the stand that should be charged with perjury because they now have video proof, undeniable proof that he lied under oath, is running for Congress in Washington, D.C. Like I said, the exact wrong people at the exact wrong time. You know, it was actually, um, it was Thomas Sowell. He was doing an interview way, way back. I was watching it back in like the 80s, maybe 90s, early 90s. And he, he said something that, you know, per usual for Thomas Sowell, he said something that was very interesting to me, and it stuck with me for a long time. He said something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing, is the people that should be in politics, that should be in Washington, D.C., aren't. And the people that shouldn't be, are. And I thought about it, and I'm like, he's exactly right. You have to be a certain type of person to want to be in politics, to want to be in the D.C. swamp and get your and get your feet wet and get your hands dirty fighting in the mud. Like you have to be a I, I think kind of narcissistic 
maybe. I think you have to you have to have a special type of character to want to be in to want to work in Washington D.C. as a politician. And it just so happens that those characters are some of the worst type of people that should be in our politics. And yet that's exactly what our politics is full of. People like Officer Harry Dunn, our former officer. I hope this guy loses and I hope he loses bad. In fact, not only do I hope he loses, I hope he gets investigated and I hope he gets charged for perjury. And I hope he gets convicted and I never thought I'd say this about a former police officer. I hope he gets sentenced to prison for lying under oath, him and David Lazarus. For both of these men to get on that stand and lie in order to keep a sound narrative that J6 was some type of insurrection when it wasn't is disgusting to me. And for these two men to knowingly lie when this guy, David Lazarus, knew he was in the Senate building a quarter mile away. That it was impossible for him to actually see Dunn being, um, or it, it, it was impossible for David Lazarus to see the encounter of the Oath Keepers and Officer Harry Dunn. Like, he knows this. Did he not realize that he was on camera? Does he not realize that there's cameras everywhere? This is exactly why I think they're, they didn't want to release the video footage. I think once we go through these 40,000 hours of video footage, which, by the way, still hasn't been released yet, like Mike Johnson said, there's been some. There was like a, a batch, but that was it. There hasn't been any since. But I'm telling you right now, and I've been saying this from the very beginning, we're going to find out years from now, 10 years, 15 years, the more journalists dig into this story, to what actually the truth behind January 6th, the more it's going to appear like January 6th was not an insurrection, but a false flag operation conducted against the American people. That is what I think in 10 years we're going to find out. And it's just unfortunate that we know that's what it is now. Like we know, I mean, not, I can't say for a fact, but I think we all pretty much know that there's something fishy about January 6th. There's just stories that aren't adding up. You had, I mean, these stories keep popping out where they say, oh, we, there were so many, there were so many undercover informants there that we lost count. That, that was a, um, that was a testimony from Stephen D'Antuono, the former head of FBI, the lead agent in the Washington, D.C. office who was also part of the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot. Go figure. I don't think that's a coincidence. Like I'm saying, there's just so many different, there's so many coincidences. There's so many questions, man, that just, they will not give us answers to. And we're slowly starting to figure out the answers to these questions. And every single time we come up to something like this, it does not look good for the federal government. It does not look good for Democrats. And it doesn't look good for Nancy Pelosi. That's what I think this is. It's one giant cover up. It's like, and you've seen it in the email, the memo, how the, the Capitol Police are more concerned about a story getting traction than their officers potentially lying under oath. Like, if you were the head of Capitol Police, like, wouldn't you want to get to the bottom? Like, hey, did you lie under oath? Did you make that up? Like, you can't be lying under oath, dude. Like, that's, I mean, that's a big no no. You either seen him being confronted by the Oath Keepers or you didn't. But you can't get on that stand and say, yeah, I seen it when you were in a freaking building a quarter mile away. And how do we know that? Because there's videos with timestamps, you idiot. 
But now that they know this is out there, now they're so concerned about this story getting traction. And you know what? It should get freaking traction. It should get traction. And I hope it does. I hope you share this episode all over the place. Because I think this is bullshit that the American people are being targeted by their own damn federal government, man. A government that the founders and the framers of this country swore to the American people, signed a contract that the American people would always have control over. And now look, we got a rogue, out-of-control government that is targeting its own citizens, lying under oath to protect itself, creating false flag operations against the American people in order to create a narrative so that they can win elections to retain power. Like, this is what we're watching happen in our country, and it's disgusting. And every single person that's behind it needs to be held accountable. Every single person behind the persecution of Donald Trump, this uh, election interference strategy against Donald Trump, every single person that's behind this strategy to interfere in our elections need to be charged and indicted on conspiracy to violate people's voting rights. I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks. The exact same thing that they're charging Donald Trump for in, in, um, in Washington, D.C., the exact same stuff that they are charging Donald Trump for, they themselves should be charged with. And this goes to the same, this goes to that common phrase you hear all the time. The Democrats accuse their opponents of what they themselves are guilty of. And same thing with uh, Big Fanny Willis down there in Georgia. With the RICO charge, with the RICO case, there should be the biggest federal RICO case in U.S. history being conducted as soon as Donald Trump wins the election on all these people that are behind and coordinated this election strategy to interfere in our 2024 election. They should be investigated, charged, and indicted for conspiracy to violate people's rights because this is election interference. No matter how you look at it, this election has already been compromised because they keep using January 6th as an election tool. They keep using their, their, politicized, um, their politicized cases as an election tool by saying, oh, you want to vote for a guy with 91 indictments? Yeah, but they're all bogus shit indictments and you know it. It's all politicized and they know it's politicized. So you have to ask yourself the question, who is going to accept the results of the 2024 election? No matter who wins, no side is going to accept that election as a free and fair election. So this is why I say the Democrats are actually the ones that are the biggest threats to our democracy. Because unless they stop tomorrow with this jihad against Donald Trump and all these indictments, unless they stop all these cases and suspend them until after the election, then this election has already been compromised. They have already interfered into the sacred democratic process of our country. You know, the same people that are saying we're the defenders of democracy are the ones actively and knowingly destroying democracy by interfering in our elections, by using bogus, politicized cases through a weaponized justice system. So look, I want this story to get so much traction that both of these guys, Harry Dunn and David Lazarus, end up back onto the stand and have to answer about, these, about this video footage that was just released. It's a very simple question you need to ask David Lazarus. In your testimony, you said that you seen Harry Dunn at 4.44 p.m. 
you would have to be right there to witness Officer Harry Dunn having the encounter with the Oath Keepers, would you not? Yes, I would have to be there in order to witness that. So how is that possible for you to witness Harry Dunn being harassed by the Oath Keepers when you were actually in the Senate building at 4.44 p.m., a quarter mile away? And here's the video with the timestamp. Like, it's that easy. Like, these people are lying about the, this is the easiest stuff. The guys committed perjury. Investigate and arrest their asses. Get their asses on the stand. Investigate them and question them. Don't just let these people get away with it. You got this guy that's running for freaking Congress and he, he may have committed perjury on the stand. Come on, man. Sitting there talking about how the Oath Keepers were harassing him and confronting him. And, and not only that, but some of the comments that he's making, talking about how he's been scarred for life and how he's terrified and he's traumatized by January 6th. When you look at the footage, the Oath Keepers were making a phalanx in front of him to protect him. And he said that they were there harassing him and trying to hurt him. Like, this is how insane this has got. And there's video footage of the Oath Keepers creating a line in front of him to keep the other people away, to help out Harry Officer Dunn. But yet he gets on the stand and lies, and now all these Oath Keepers are spending 12 years to 18 years in prison. And their defense attorneys weren't even allowed to have this footage, didn't even have this footage to disprove their entire damn story. None of these Oath Keepers and I'm just going to throw this out there. Would any of these Oath Keepers be sitting in prison right now if this footage was released to the defense attorneys and they were allowed to use it to question David Lazarus and Officer Harry Dunn on the stand under oath? Probably not. Why? Because the video footage shows that it would have been impossible for David Lazarus to see Officer Harry Dunn being confronted by the Oath Keepers because David Lazarus was in a building a quarter mile away. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's plain as day right in front of your face what these people are doing. It's a weaponized, politicized justice system. The same type of shit you read out of George Orwell's 1984 novel and all the rest of the dystopian novels that you can think of. We're watching this shit happen to our country right here, right now, and it's terrifying, honestly. And the only answer is, is electing Donald Trump so that he can clean this shit up. I'm sorry, but I'm electing, I am voting for the guy that has promised me and you that he's going to get in there and his first rule of order is to secure the southern border, start our energy production back up, open the spigots, and to clean out the deep state, to clean out the bureaucracy, the Washington, D.C. swamp. That is my guy. Why? Because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So... This episode went on long enough, but I, there was a lot of other stuff I wanted to get into, but I wanted to get into this article. This the, the, It just dropped, so this is going to be a big story in the coming days. I will keep you up to date with what happens with this because I'm very interested in seeing both of these officers questioned under oath about with this new footage now. I think it's disgusting. I think the Oath Keepers could have a, a, a case in the appeals court. I don't know how the, all that works. I'm not an attorney, but if I was sentenced and convicted because evidence was withheld during my trial. I would be pre- I would be pretty pissed. So now that there's new evidence, we'll see. I mean it surely sh- I mean it certainly 
It certainly shows that these two officers committed perjury. As far as getting the Oath Keepers out of prison, I don't know. I don't know. But I would hate to think that we have innocent people sitting in prison. I hate that it, it, it boggles my mind that we have American citizens sitting in prison right now that could be innocent. And in most cases, we're just walking around the Capitol. Mind you, they got into that Capitol through doors that were open for them. This is what I'm talking about. This is the most egregious stuff we have ever seen happen in this country before. Other than the internment camps with the Asian, the Asian internment camps. This is, this is an atrocity to justice, is what's happening to these J6ers, these protesters. And then you have the what was the Palestinian protesters that just knocked down the White House fence? What about the protest that happened where Donald Trump had to go down into the bunker with his family because of the radical left were storming the White House? I don't know where like 60 Secret, Secret Service officers got injured. Why is that not an insurrection? That seemed more like an insurrection to me. Or how about when they were burning cities down, courthouses and police precincts all across the country? Is that not an insurrection? Where, where people actually got killed, many people got killed, cities burned, stores looted, billions of dollars in damage. Wasn't there an officer that was blinded with a laser? A Chaz zone? The Chaz, where people actively took over whole city blocks? Like, this is what we're trying to say. The fact that these people are calling January 6th an insurrection is so laughable. It is laughable. Donald Trump has psychologically and emotionally broken these people, and they can't come up with any reason to hate Donald Trump and his voters other than January 6th. That is it. They needed January 6th. Without January 6th, they have nothing. And so to my Democrat voters that may be listening to this, you need to think really, really hard if you want to be tricked into voting for another Democrat, man. I'm telling you, these parties, and listen, I am, I, I am no... I am no supporter of the two-party system. I am not. I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. As of right now, I'm an independent. I vote for Donald Trump. Donald Trump has my vote. And if he's not there, then I would, I would happily vote for Ron DeSantis. Which, listen, uh, speaking of that, I, is Ron DeSantis still on the table for VP pick? I don't know. It sounds crazy. A lot of people are telling me it's nuts, but I don't know. Possibly. Anyways, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all for today. Make sure you tune into tomorrow's segment. We are going, I'm going to release it around the same time. I've been really busy here lately, so I'm trying to get you out some content regardless. There's a lot of stuff that's happening, stuff that you need to know. I think it's, I think it's important for the American people to know that there's Capitol Police officers possibly committing perjury under oath in order to get uh, Trump voters sent to prison for sedition, all in the name of keeping up with this stupid narrative that J6 was an insurrection. Like that to me is really important. It's a very, very important point. And I'm going to pay attention to this. And the more I find out, I will, we will talk about it. Um, I wanted to get into Michelle Obama on the next episode. I'm starting to dig up on her because I think they're going to parachute Michelle Obama in possibly within like three or four months before the election. I don't know how they're going to do it. But Joe Biden is so bad. They cannot be this dumb to run Joe Biden against Donald Trump. He's too bad, folks. I'm telling you. They, the Democrats, they may be evil. They may be cunning. But one thing they are not is dumb. They're not dumb when it comes to corruption like this. They're not dumb when it comes to election cheating and, and how to win elections. That's for sure. 
You have some of the smartest people and the most powerful people and richest people in the world trying to get a Democrat elected. And I just don't think any of them feel good about trying to get Joe Biden across the finish line again, knowing what we know now. Like the reason they got him across the finish line before, and mind you, they barely did with 42,000 votes, was because they hid him in the basement and essentially created this entire fake narrative. They created this gigantic lie about Joe Biden being this, you know, the the Scranton kid, lunch bucket Joe. He's just old, sympathetic grandpa Joe. Like, (laughs) they created this fake story around Joe Biden and got him across the finish line. But now that people know who Joe Biden is, now that people know how bad he is on everything, on every level, how corrupt he is and his family is, there's no way. There's no way, man. I'm telling you, so I think they're going to parachute Michelle Obama in. So I think it's important for conservative podcasters and radio hosts and content creators, whoever it is, the conservatives, all conservative content creators, radio hosts and podcasters need to pay attention because I think that they're using Joe Biden as a distraction. I think they're going to use Joe Biden as a distraction. I think they already know. I think Joe Biden already knows the plan. I think that's what was being said when Obama went over to the White House. I think they're planning to drop in Michelle Obama a few months before the election so they can run the same stunt. They're going to parachute her in so that there's not enough time for the voters to do any proper research or any op-eds. Like, this is exactly what I think they're going to do, and I think they're going to use Joe Biden as a, as a distraction. And then this is and this is why, because after they use Joe Biden as a distraction and Michelle Obama were to happen to win, then they will praise Joe Biden and hold him up as a hero for being the for being the distraction, for being the reason why Michelle Obama got elected. Like, I'm telling you, it's all starting to fall into place now, 10 months before the election. And so I want to get into Michelle Obama and how her entire life is nothing but a lie. All right. And most of the lies come from Chicago. It's awful. And we're going to get into that in the next segment. So like I said, I think it's important for conservatives, Republicans all around, pay attention. I think they're going to parachute Michelle Obama in and they're just using Joe Biden as a distraction. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know. It's, I, it's like a coin flip for me right now. My wife asked me who's going to be the um, who's going to be Donald Trump's VP pick. I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's hard to say at this time. Donald Trump knows. He did an interview where he says he knows who he's going to pick for VP, but he's not going to tell any of us for obvious reasons. Um, I can't I can't imagine who it could be. I still like um, Tucker Carlson. I really do. I really do. And I like um, there's a few people that I like. And maybe we'll go through them tomorrow, too, and why I like them. And I'll give you the reasons why I like them, and I think they'd be good picks. Usually, typically, vice presidents don't actually give the candidate more votes. But we're not dealing with normal elections here now, folks. So Donald Trump needs to squeeze for every single voter he can. And every single one of you need to get all your friends and family out to vote. And that's and we're just going to because we have to outvote the margin of cheating. This is going to be unlike anything we've ever experienced. And if we want to stop all this garbage that we've been dealing with the last almost decade, we have to win in a landslide. Democrats must get destroyed in November. It's the only way. 
We have to we have to win with such a clear mandate that Democrats will never be able to do this again, at least for not another, at least for another generation or so. But this is our time. This is our battle. Um, this is the battle of our generation, folks. Um, I think it was Ronald Reagan that said freedom is only one generation away. What did they say? You're only one generation away from losing your freedoms like that is uh, I think that was paraphrasing. I don't even know if I got it right. But. Essentially, this is our fight for our time right now. And so we need Donald Trump's going to have to squeeze every voter he can. He's going to have to pick a solid VP. Uh, I don't know. Possible. I, I got a few possibilities who I would like to see. Byron Donalds, Tucker Carlson. I like Ben Carson, but he's kind of mm, he's just not going to pull in a lot of voters. He may definitely the Christians, the uh, evangelicals. He'll definitely pull some of them in for sure. Uh, so it's really hard, but I don't know, but we'll get into that tomorrow. So if you guys want to get a hold of me, send me an email, let me know who you think he's going to pick as VP and let me know who you like as VP. Send me an email, stephentoriellashow at gmail.com. And if you want to find the show, you can find the show on all podcast platforms. I'd appreciate it if you left a five-star review and you can also find the show on all social media platforms. Uh, and also, I really appreciate it if you followed the show on Rumble. That is our new video platform for free speech, ladies and gentlemen. So we need to make sure we support them. I always upload every episode to Rumble because I want to support Rumble. I like I like Rumble. I like their whole, I like their technology. I like their algorithm and how they do it. They don't have really an algorithm. What they do is they, it's not how many subscribers you have. It's how many views you get raw views there's no algorithm no tricks no trickery like with google and youtube so i support rumble and we all should too i know it's hard to get over the advertisements but give it time those won't always have to be there they have to be there for now so we're just gonna have to deal with them for now it's one of the biggest complaints that i hear from people that watch videos on rumble is the advertisements there's a lot of advertisements it's gonna be like that for a while folks until until we get until it gets a solid following and until it gets a, a just a, a shit ton of users like YouTube, then we're going to have to deal with the advos. So for now, we'll have to deal with it. It's a small price to pay for free speech. So, again, find the show on Rumble. I'd really appreciate it if you followed the show. And as always, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I want you guys to have a good day. Have a great week. God bless you. God bless America. You guys have a good day. Bye bye.